Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. The summer of extensions for the Colts continues. First, it was Braden Smith. Then it was Darius Leonard. Now the man who drafted them and the man who coaches them in Chris Ballard and Frank Reich extended together through 2026. You guys know how I feel about Chris Ballard. I think he's one of, if not the best general manager in the National Football League. Frank Reich, one of the best quarterback developers and game planners when it comes to not only game planning the offense, but really being able to cater an offense to his quarterback, an aggressive coach, a coach who's made the playoffs now two times in three years with three different starting quarterbacks and a fourth this year in Carson Wentz. So Ursay wanted to get this done all offseason. He gets it done here with a couple weeks before the regular season begins. And you have Chris Ballard and Frank Reich tied at the hip through 2026 on this five-year extension. We don't know the money, but the money doesn't really matter because your coach and general manager aren't under the salary cap. So it's a little bit different than Braden Smith, Darius Leonard. Those numbers affect how you spend in other ways while constructing your roster. The coach, the general manager, it doesn't matter. As you now have the guy who's really built this and the guy who controls the organization day-to-day in Chris Ballard and your head coach who runs the show on Sundays on the field in game in Frank Reich locked up for the next five years. Yeah, I think it's a great, great job by Ursay to lock these guys up. I, I look at how far we've come from the last regime to this regime, and you look at, you compare GMs, you compare head coaches, and there's no comparison. With Frank Reich, yes, there's things I don't like about him, but I feel like he's the top 10 coach in the league. He's an absolutely outstanding quarterback coach. He gets the most out of any guy that he coaches. That's why I'm not is worried about Carson Wentz as far as on the field as other people are. I am concerned about his injuries. And then also Jacob Eason and, and Sam Ellinger, I know he's going to get whatever there is out of him. So I, I'm good with that. And then as far as Ballard goes, I mean, obviously he's one of the top GMs in the game, you know, top three, uh, arguably number one, in my opinion. He's so good at what he does. I just think this is this was so, – first of all, this is something that I think Luke and I have known kind of about for a while. We haven't really talked about it because it was never imminent. They were more focused on getting their in-house guys signed, and then once that was done, they were worried about the extensions. But Ursay was going to get this done before the season started. It was imperative to him to get it done. But both guys wanted to remain here, so it was not that hard of a thing to get the deals done. I like that they're tied at the hip. These two guys actually get along, and they actually work well together. So I think that's also a positive. I don't really think there's any negatives here. I think we've got a a coach that's only going to continue to get better and a GM that's only going to get better. And you have to remember, almost everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for these guys, especially Chris Ballard. I mean, he took the job. A guy, you know, unfortunately got rest his soul. Edwin Jackson passes away in the first month he has the job. You know, Andrew Luck retires. Andrew Luck's hurt the first year. I mean, there's so many things that Chris Ballard has had to deal with, and he's overcome all that and built one of the most stable franchises in the NFL. And then you look at at Frank Reich. I think he's, you know, there's things about him. I think he's, I, I like the aggression. I think there's times where he's he, he's overly aggressive. And, you know, when I break it down in my mind, I would much rather have a guy that's overly aggressive than a guy that punts on fourth and one when the defense has given up 45 points. Reich, Reich is, to me, a top 10 coach, and I think he's getting better. And I think as the quarterback play improves, and I think it will 
with the athleticism and the and just the general overall coaching that Carson Wentz will receive. I think you'll see a, a season similar to 2018 with Luck. I think he's going to have a, a good year. The only question is, can he stay healthy? But as far as coaching goes, I think this is one of the best staffs in the league, and it's headed by Frank Reich, and I think it was the right move. Go ahead, get both done. You know, link them together because they work so well together. It's not a situation where, like, the last two guys literally needed marriage counseling. These guys love each other. Yes, they disagree, but that's how you get the best out of people. You you have disagreements. You you argue your point, and then you move on. And that's what that's what good banter and good discussion is about. That's why these two respect each other so much and work so well together. And I, I'm glad it's done. I think it's huge for the city of Indianapolis, huge for the organization, and definitely uh, as a lot of stability going forward for the next five years. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can get a few more signings done. We obviously have a guy I want to keep in, Naheem Hines, coming up. The big one, uh, Quentin Nelson. So the Colts have done everything. When we went into the offseason, Luke, we talked about you know what we heard and what what they wanted to do, and, and most of those things they have done, if not all. I mean, they said they wanted to sign you know a, a game breaker, get difference maker in the in the you know at, at edge, and they didn't get that done, but they did get it done in the draft. You know, they wanted to re-sign their own. They did that except for Danico, and even with him, they tried to you know last minute get that done, and it just didn't work out. But they re-signed all the guys. They brought in the new coaches. They they did everything they needed to do to re you know retool the staff. They they we said they were going to re-sign Darius and Braden before the season started. They did that. So for all the people that you know said we didn't know what we were talking about, we've pretty much been right in some way, shape, or form on all this stuff. And now with this stuff, you know, with the coach and the GM being re-signed, it kind of puts a bow on everything. Now we can get ready for the season. We got our pre- first preview coming up soon with the Carolina game and the preseason game number one. So this this is a big day for Colt fans, man. It locks down the future. These two guys are are really good at their job, and it, it's such a such a huge difference between the last two guys and and all the the craziness that was that. And remember, you remember the extension loop, which was a joke. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy that Ursay's back in his right mind, and and we've got these two guys here until 2026. Yeah, with Gargano, I'll never forget waiting for the news to break that they were fired. And then the same day we're waiting for that news, we find out they've been extended. So this is a complete 360 or 180. I've always been confused with 360s and 180s because 360 gets you back to the same point and 180s, the polar opposite. So I think this has been a complete 180 from where we were with Gargano. And then you could also go into other things that they said they wanted to get done this offseason. They wanted Rhodes back. They wanted Carey back. They wanted to get these extensions done that we just talked about in-house with the players in terms of Braden Smith, Darius Leonard. Now we see Reich and Ballard, and they are tied at the hip like we've talked about. The reason I don't love them being tied at the hip year-wise is because I'm sold that Ballard is the guy. I'm ready to sign Ballard to a 20-year extension. I think he is the guy. I really have no flaw. Any flaw he has is just like a default. Like everybody has a flaw. Bill Belichick has a flaw. So like everybody has something, but I am sold on him like permanently until he's ready to leave. As far as Wright goes, there's clock management issues. Sometimes he's over aggressive. Sometimes he sticks too much to the analytics. He was a little bit too loyal to Adam Vinatieri, too loyal to Jacoby. So there's definitely issues I've had with Wright 
over the years. And I would have liked to have seen Ballard have a leg up. And I still think even with the contracts lining up the way they do, he does have a leg up. But let's say they were to play this out through 2026 together. And I felt like we had the quarterback and we had the team and Ballard put a team together that was able to win a Super Bowl. And I felt like Reich was holding him back. And now we go eight, nine years with Chris Ballard as the general manager. And because we didn't get that Super Bowl, they're both fired. And I feel like Reich is the reason Ballard gets fired. I'll be uneasy about them being tied at the hip. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Reich is able to bring a Ballard roster and a Ballard quarterback to the promised land, to the Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. And I'm not doubting that Reich's going to be able to do that one day. I think he will be able to do that one day. It's just I'm not completely sold that he'll be able to. My flaws in Reich are bigger than my flaws in Ballard because, again, my flaws in Ballard don't really exist. So that's my only nitpick. But even with that nitpick, I still don't think it's a huge deal. And I still think Ballard will have ultimate control over the staff and everything that goes on within this organization. So that was just my first, like, if I had to pick a negative, that would be it. But I will say this about Frank Reich, and I talked about it last week, not knowing when Wentz will be back, although today's news was very good that the Colts kind of expect him back week one or at least early as we were talking about. Early in that 5-12 to 12 week timetable, the Colts have always felt good. And now this news kind of confirms that the Colts feel good about the early portion of that timetable. But what I was saying on that podcast when I was talking about Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger was where Reich is elite is his ability to game plan to the strength of his quarterback and to develop his quarterback. And since he arrived in Indianapolis, Ballard and Reich together have faced so much adversity, as you just talked about, Jason. And one of the spots they faced most of that adversity has been the quarterback position. Ballard gets to Indianapolis in 2017, doesn't have Andrew Luck. Then Reich gets here the next year, has Luck coming off the labrum surgery. The following year, they have Jacoby Brissett on three weeks notice. Jacoby, even after he was playing well, gets hurt. And then they have to bring in Brian Hoyer for a couple games. Then they have a 40-year-old Phillip Rivers coming off the worst season of his career. And Wright gets the most out of him, gets us back to the playoffs for the second time. And already with Carson Wentz, hopefully he's ready week one, but Wentz is already injured. So it's just like everything with them. There's been adversity after adversity after adversity, especially at the quarterback position. And that's where Reich is at his best. And you could even go back to 2017 when he was in Philadelphia with Nick Foles and winning a Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator with Nick Foles. So my overall point is with all the issues I have with Reich, whether it be clock management, over loyalty to Venetary, over loyalty to Jacoby Brissett, maybe being over aggressive, which is always better than being not aggressive and being a you know what and punting on fourth and one. I totally agree with everything you said there. But for all those little issues I have with Reich, his bread and butter is arguably the most important trait you could have as a head coach in 2021. Maybe not in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, but right now in today's league, if you have a coach who could get the most out of his quarterback, which is the most important position, and you have a coach who can maybe take a Jacob Eason or a Sam Ellinger and win a couple games or go 5-2 and two to start a year with Jacoby Brissett, that's invaluable in today's day and age. So despite all the issues I have that are small with Frank Reich, big picture, what he is best at, his elite traits are arguably the most important traits you could have because the quarterback position is so 
damn important and it's so hard to find a great one if you could give him an average one and he can make him above average or you could give him an above average one and he can make him great or you could give him a great one and he could turn him into a hall of famer that is an invaluable trait which we have in our head coach and that head coach now along with the general manager will be back through 2026 so we have five more years bearing anything crazy happening over the next five years of these two guys together in Indianapolis. So the more I think about it, the more I like it, the more optimistic I'll get about this duo being the regime in Indianapolis for the next five years. And of course, you think back to 12 through 16 with Gargano, and it is night and day. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about about Reich is, like, I think pretty much it's... (laughs) There's no such thing as a perfect in-game coach. So coaches in-game are going to make the bad decisions, whether it's Belichick or Reich or whoever. There, there's no perfect in-game coach. But what I will say is he's an absolute great coacher or, or sorry, a great coacher. What am I talking about? A great <laughs> teacher of the game. He is a great teacher. When we had Gregano here and that staff, they did not teach the game correctly. It was not taught well. There was not accountability. There was not competition. It was a country club. This team, despite what you might think about, you know, Reich's disposition because he's a, a, you know, he's a devout Christian and he doesn't curse and all that. It doesn't matter. This team is about competition. It's about getting better. They're like all the coaches on this staff. the, The main coordinators are all very good teachers. And that's what being a great football team. That's one of the things that you have in common with those other good teams. They are so well-taught, well-schooled. You just look back at what Tom Rathman's done with or did with the running backs before Scotty Montgomery got here and how when he first came in, remember Naheem was fumbling punts. and do, I mean, literally, we had a season where we fumbled one time. That trickled down from the head man. And this coaching staff all stems from Frank Reich, and they all have the same beliefs and the core beliefs and what they teach. And I think there, there needs to be – Something said about that with this with this regime about how well they teach young players because our roster at root and at core is a young roster. So you have to be able to teach the game, but not only teach it, but teach it in a way that they can take what you're teaching them and apply it immediately to the field. And the one thing I think that people forget about these coaches is how great they are at taking a concept. You know, teaching it to a player and player, the player being able to apply that that teaching or that concept to the field immediately. It's why so many young guys play on both offense and defense. I think that starts with Reich, Eberflus, now Marcus Brady, Bubba Ventrone. It's it starts with the top guy and Frank Reich. And then, it, and then it spreads down to, to the to the coordinators, down to the position coaches, and I think they've just done an outstanding job with the staff, and I think that starts with Frank Reich. So I just wanted to give him a lot of credit because remember, Luke, we sat through, what, six years of a team that was always not prepared, that was never prepared, they were never coached well, they couldn't take what they learned on the practice field to the, to the game field, they never made any corrections, they never watched the film and made a correction. I mean, it was six years of platitudes and nothing ever changed. But with this roster, you see things change, you see guys actually improve. And that's what I love, that's coaching. And so... I'm 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 a hundred percent fine with with Reich and obviously Ballard has had to come in and clean up a giant. I mean, basically, he came into a burning house and had to basically you know just burn it to the ground and start over. 
and he's done an outstanding job. So I, I'm I'm really happy. If you couldn't tell, I think it's a great day for Colt fans. I think people should be really excited because honestly, this is I mean, other than Polian Dungy, this is by far the best coaching GM tandem that we've had here, and it remains to be seen. Who knows? Maybe in 15 years, both of these guys are, are Hall of Fame caliber uh, coaches, GMs, whatever. So I'm excited. It's it means our our future is is in great hands. Stability with the shoe. Kudos to Jim Mercy, man. He just continues to kill it. Got the extension signed. Got these guys signed. Killed it at the uh, you know the Hall of Fames with all the festivities. I think Ursay's doing a hell of a job. So kudos to him. But it's a great day to be a Colt fan, man. It's a good jo- good job by everybody involved to get this done. And, hey, football on deck, brother, Sunday. So let's yeah. roll. Yeah. I mean, the preseason's here. Preseason starts Sunday. We got some good news, some bad news today in terms of injuries. Quiddy Pay went down with an ankle, but we did have that news come out on Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz. I mean, I think we were trending in that direction anyway, and now we get confirmed information that both guys are looking like it's a possibility they play week one. And if Carson's almost ready, I 100% expect Nelson to be ready because... Yeah, I don't think there's any question Nelson's going to play. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll fight the trainers, legitimately like fight the trainers. Oh, absolutely. So I think I think he's going to play. I think, I think Wentz is a little more... I think that's a little more nuanced argument because I think they're going to want him to practice some before mm-hmm. he goes out there. So he might miss week one but i would expect him back week two for sure to have a game under his belt before he goes to tennessee that's my guess i could be wrong um but i definitely think q is going to play week one there is no doubt in my mind yep and there you have it so chris ballard and frank reich the gm and the coacher i think jason renamed <laughs> the position up. i hey he's a great you're coacher weird. he's a better coacher than pagano was a coacher oh luke you're never gonna let me live but but Tony Dungy was a Hall of Fame coacher. Oh God! And All right, guys, I didn't think got- Jim. I didn't think Jim Caldwell was a good coacher until Pagano became our coacher, and then I realized, you know what? Jim Caldwell wasn't that bad of a coacher. But I would definitely say that Frank Reich is an upgrade at the head coacher position than Chuck Pagano was at a coacher because Chuck Pagano didn't coach her very well. Luke, you got to stop, man. You're gonna have they're gonna roast me in the co- guys. Go ahead, roast me in the comments. Uh, it, 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 he's not gonna edit this out, so I'm sure I'm gonna have to eat this L. But I meant teacher, damn it. We know. <laughs> hey, it's actually a good word because you combine coach and teacher. So if you think about it, it was actually a pretty good combo word. <laughs> because that's like essentially coach. what it is, right? It's a coach and a teacher. It's a coacher. Yeah, I sound like a mor- <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a moron. Sounds like some Chuck would say. that's my man jason spears who just created a new word i'm your host luke diamond and this is the for the culture podcast today's episode of the for the culture podcast is brought to you by our friends at candidips cbd they are the nation's leader in tobacco and nicotine free dip it's the alternative with cannabis instead of nicotine and tobacco. It's a fast acting and innovative way to consume CBD that works and tastes great. Plus you won't have to play sneak at you with your wife during football season, which is right around the corner. And thanks to our friends at Canadip CBD, they present the game of the year. That's right, the game of the year. One winner will be chosen on August 31st. Entry is easy. You just head to Canadip's cbd.com that's c-a-n 
A-N-N-A-D-I-P-S-C-B-D.com and click the link or visit Candidip's main Instagram page and look for the blue check mark. One winner will be chosen and can bring a plus one to any Colts game this regular season. That's right. They are picking one winner on August 31st to bring a plus one to a Colts game of your choosing this regular season. But wait, there's more. Airfare for two with luxury hotel and lodging will be included with great seats for the game. Guys, I don't know why you wouldn't head to CanadipsCBD.com. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Twitter. Canadips. That's C-A-N-N-A-D-I-P-S cbd.com it's like dip you put a little bit behind your lip no nicotine no tobacco no reason to not go check these guys out and enter to win a free ticket to any colts regular season game of your choosing you get to bring a friend you could bring a girl you could bring your buddy you could bring whoever you want the lodging the airfare it's luxurious it's free. Go to CanadipsCBD.com. We thank our friends at Canadips CBD for sponsoring this episode of the For the Culture Podcast.